All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Black Belt of Thinking podcast. This episode, I'm joined by my guest, Ben Gorringe, who's going to talk to us about assumptions. Hi, Peter. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting topic, so looking forward to getting into it. Welcome to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. I'm Peter Cronin, lead presenter of the Black Belt and Thinking. This is a podcast where we look at all things to do with thinking faster and acting more purposefully. I interview experts in their field to try and provide you with the insights to the way they think and the tools and processes they use on a day-to-day basis. If you find value in this podcast, love for you to share it with others. So we're here to talk about assumption raising, and that's a bit of a big topic, and it can apply to many parts of your life, so we'll try and try and keep it a bit narrow, but um, assumptions are a, a skill that you don't really learn, that you rely on every day. So we, we might learn a little bit about it at school, but we don't really practice it, and any practice we do get is just kind of sporadic because it comes up in day-to-day life. But it's something that, again, will just come up with everything you do, every choice you make, even like down to the smallest thing, you're making a number of assumptions. Um, All right, so do you have, to give people context for what we're talking about here, do you have any kind of examples everybody would, would know of or have heard of? Yep, okay. So there are the real major ones that are really interesting. They're not so applicable to everyone for everyday life, but it gives you an idea of kind of what we're talking about. So if you just think of, People that are innovators, you know, your Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, those type of people, anytime they come out with something that's groundbreaking on you, that tends to be because they've challenged and overcome an assumption um, about the way things have to be or, you know, what's possible and what's not possible. So if you thought things like rockets, they were always used once. You couldn't reuse all the rocket, you know. They fall down after they're used into the ocean and get um, collected up. You can't just land it and fill it up again and reuse it. And for another example is electric cars. Everyone just assumes they're slow, but they're economical. They're good for the environment. So you know, no one would believe you if you said you were going to make a top-end sports car. You know, that's only got an electric engine and nothing else. So those are kind of some of the the big breakthroughs that come from challenging assumptions. Yeah, right. So those are good examples everyone's heard of. Um, but as you said, we don't, this isn't something we get taught at school. Perhaps the closest we get is science class with, um, with having to make hypotheses and then going out and proving them. But even still, we, we, what, we spend most of the time at school in science class proving hypotheses as opposed to disproving them so all we're sort of doing is almost confirming assumptions as opposed to challenging them there as well yeah i mean at school we we learn a lot of facts so we get taught things and we have this big base of knowledge and even when we watch things on tv a lot of those are documentaries and it's all fact 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 but we never really get taught the process of how to actually understand what's going on and what's happening and why it's happening like your assumptions are just your your critical thinking, your like your background reasoning as to why something occurs or why something needs to be the way it is, and we just don't really spend a lot of time doing that. We we'll, won't we'll learn things rather than learning how to come to those conclusions ourselves. Yeah, right. So we don't we don't have the we don't have the skill essentially. Yeah, it's a skill. Uh, it's not something you can just do. 
and we don't work on that skill. And so like any other skill, if you've never, you know, kicked a soccer ball or something and you get asked to do it, you can do it. But, you know, it's probably not going to be very good compared to the professionals that go out there and they do it day in, day out. You just get better and better. And so some of these people that we talk of that are seen as, you know, massive innovators, all they're doing is looking at what do people believe, why, why are things where they are, and what if it didn't need to be that way? How could we overcome those kind of rules that are put in place that aren't really rules about what's possible and find another way? Yeah, and I mean, we have those forced on us sometimes, right? Like, obviously, a lot of people are aware at the moment of this with COVID and maybe the most uh, most apparent example being working from home, something that many people assumed couldn't be done effectively. Um, but here we are. But that's that's not challenging our assumptions. That's like being forced to adapt. Yeah, exactly. So, well, who knows how long? Everyone just had an assumption that that was never really possible. You couldn't. Yeah. Three years ago, you had asked someone if en masse the population could work from home, leave their offices, and whether the businesses would still continue and, you know, do well. And probably everyone would have taught, thought that you were dreaming. Said, you know, it wasn't possible. It won't work because of all these different reasons. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, they're just making assumptions as to why that can't work. And it's only because we had something massive like the pandemic come along and force it on us that we actually found a way to overcome those and maybe found that our assumptions weren't 100% true. And there were other opportunities, um, but just no one put the time or thought or was willing to actually test it. Yeah, but you want to be on the, but this is a process essentially to be on the front foot, right? I mean, there probably were companies out there. I mean, there certainly were companies out there that had, uh, I think they, what they used to call them? Decentralized work models or whatever, where they essentially everybody was working from home. Um, so if they could do it, obviously they found a way. Yeah, it's true. With a lot of these things, it is possible. And even when it gets shown to be possible, a lot of us, we just have these, uh, a lot of our times, these assumptions, they just can't become like deep-seated beliefs just based on what we see repetitively again and again. It just, it starts to feel like gravity and that it's more of physics rather than it's just a, a rule that we've seen happen again and again. So it becomes part of our, like, a set of laws within our head, I guess, as to how things work or how they have to work. And then it's really hard, even if you see it happen elsewhere, to um, to change your perspective, I guess, and realize that things don't actually need to be that way. Um, and oftentimes it does take a big event to force us. So the whole point of this skill is just to get better every day at seeing those, you know, uncovering those beliefs in ourselves, especially, or in others around us. Um, you know, that's the first step to actually being able to change and to you know get unblocked overcome problems um, and be a bit more innovative yeah yeah and doing it doing it actively right as, as you just said um uh, half the time you might see someone else do it but go, oh that wouldn't work for me because of these reasons you're almost, almost making up assumptions so that you can say stay in your comfortable bubble yeah yeah that's the other part of it we, we actually get this is a problem. We're probably better at coming up with assumptions to support what we already want to do than we <laughs> are at challenging the ones that we don't like. So you're right. If there's something we don't want to do or we, that makes us uncomfortable, we don't feel like it, it's very easy to come up with reasons why and almost tell ourselves that, you know, that's just the way it is. 
you know, oh, for example, oh, if I finish work a little bit late, then I can't go to the gym today because, you know, I don't have time. Yeah. Be like a, a massive one. I don't have time for that. Um, but really, it's just telling ourselves something. Whereas if you look at that, literally, you could actually overcome it and make it work. Um, but it's, you know, if it supports what we want and makes us feel comfortable, it's a lot easier to just stick with it. So there are assumptions that are they're not hard to come up with, but we almost don't want to think about it or we choose not to think about it. Um, like the one about not having any time. We just don't really give it a second thought. We just internalize it. We see it and, and move on. Even though those ones aren't hard to come up with, it's just they seem like they're hard to overcome. So we don't give them a second thought. We almost realize that we're making that assumption and it's... It, it's less, it becomes a justification that we want to have, and so it's easier to, to stick with it. So the real skill is coming up with those and then asking, why is it the case? Is that really true? You know, if that wasn't true, what would that look like? So yeah. Say, you know, say I finished work late, but I do have time to go to the gym. You know, if, if that was the, the case, doesn't matter what time I finish, I can still get my workout in. Then what would that look like? and ask yourself that, and then you start coming up with those solutions. All right, so so from what you're saying, is sort of, we, I suppose this is part of the process. As you say, it's a skill, but we, we need a, a process to practice it. Um, what would you say the steps are? It sounds like step two there is, is, as you said, flip it on its head and see what that would look like. Um, and step one is what identifying the, the assumption you're making in the first place. Yeah, I think that's the first step um, is just to set aside time like any skill to practice it. And it might seem like it's too basic or not worth it or not getting anywhere, but you really have to take that first step, which is to set aside the time and start just asking yourself why. Even if you don't, you know you're not going to do anything different, but don't get ahead of yourself, but just start asking why is this the case with any decision you make or thing you need to do? Or, you know, why is it this way? Why do I feel compelled to do this thing? Um, you say, oh, well, I need to, I need to show up to work on time. You can even ask yourself, you know, why is that the case? So you're not going to sit there and actually just you know, start turning up late every day, but every day you make a ton of little decisions about what to do. And if you just start asking why, then you just start raising these assumptions. And it doesn't mean that they're all wrong um, or that you need to change all of them. But it just it's going to give you a much better understanding of i guess the world in your life it seems a bit sounds a bit funny that way but it is right it's the basis of it's literally our belief it's, it's why it's the way we understand the world to be so it, you're actually considering why do i understand the world to be this way yeah exactly some of these are completely inconsequential but by just thinking about it you just step up that level of belief and you're just upskilling yourself and being able to pick those out and see them and then maybe, you know, you practice a bit. Next time someone asks you to do something or suggest something, you start to say, oh, okay, I can now see why, you know, why we need to do that or why they think they need to do that. Whereas in the past, you might have just taken it at face value or you might have disagreed because you didn't like what they're saying, but now you can actually see the reason why. It gives you another perspective. So a lot of this is about giving you a better perspective on everything as well. Seeing that there's more than one side to everything and there are valid reasons for why you would take a number of different courses of action. Oh, that going into work example is 
you know, I guess part of the benefit of doing what you're saying is you don't know which ones you could challenge. You might, you might sit down and, you know, as you said, just build the skill of identifying them, but you might write down some such as that. Like you might write down, oh, what is my assumption as to why I need to go to work on time? You might realize it's just, that's what I've always done. Or that's what I think my boss expects. But if I ask them, they might say, I don't care when you come in, as long as you get your work done. And all of a sudden you realize you can say go to the gym in the morning or, or whatever it is. I mean, I'm not, not trying to push that, but this, this is the point, right? Like you don't know, it's almost you don't know what you don't know until you actually consider it. Yeah, exactly. Well, the funny thing is that's a, a widely used saying is you don't know what you don't know. And I guess what we're getting at here is a lot of these things you actually do know, you just haven't thought of them. <laughs> so you don't know what you don't know, but once you actually give a little bit of thought, you realize you actually know a bit more. You just you just default to this like subconscious answer rather than thinking about it. And when you think about it, you, you do know a lot of things. And so there's a lot more understanding than you maybe you first think um, on the surface. Of course, you don't want to like overthink every single little thing you do. Um, but at the same time, having the ability to do that where you need it um, is very important. And it's much easier to practice on little things than it is to try and tackle some big problem. Yeah, and then as you say, when you come to one of those things where you go, oh, God, I wish I didn't have to do this, or you just feel compelled to do something that you begrudgingly do, you know, then you can actually kind of roll it out to, to try and actually solve that. Yeah. I mean, like these these people that you think of probably as you know innovators that think outside the box. I doubt their their big breakthrough that they're known for was their first ever time they tried to like you know challenge the status quo. Yeah. It's, you know, they have a history of it. They make a practice out of looking at what's thought of as possible, what has to be done, in your you know, and challenging that and doing things differently. And so they get practice every day. And I mean, you don't need to be on that level for it to be valuable. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if this is uh, this is along the right track or not, but I, I remember from uh, the Jobs movie about him showing up to university campus before he before he quit, um, barefoot and being told by you know a lecturer or something that he had to wear shoes, and he sort of shrugs and says, "Why? Like, how does that help my education?" And I mean. <laughs> It's sort of, in some ways, a stupid example because it's, well, who cares? You know, it's not a big breakthrough to not wear shoes. Um, but I, maybe it shows his mindset that yeah, he doesn't, doesn't accept anything just because. Yeah, it's a mindset and a practice type thing. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you might get an answer that you're not happy with and you choose to comply because it's easier, but you're still in that, that habit of asking why. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to understand why it's there. Yeah, so that is, that would be the easiest way to practice this. It's just any time something comes up, just ask, you know, why is something that way? Why does it need to be that way? Why is that the way I do things? You know, people are creatures of habit, and so a lot of things you do, you do just because it's, it's what you've always done or it's what someone's told you or you just see other people doing it that way. Even just stopping to ask, okay, why? And what if it wasn't like that? What would that look like? And just doing that on a regular basis is probably going to get you a long way. This podcast is brought to you by the BBIT. If you want to improve your own thinking and problem-solving skills, visit blackboutandthinking.com to sign up now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, 
probably everybody knows these sort of examples, but I don't know how many times you and I have gone into a business and, you know, the first step we do is process mapping when we're, when we're looking at that and, uh, and the amount of things in there, it's why do you do that? Oh, I don't know, that's how I was taught or that's how the system's configured or something. Okay, sure, but why is it configured that way? Oh, I don't know, someone configured it that way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we just don't do it. We don't just ask why. Is we should do it more, but we don't. And probably just because it's easier. Or we just were never taught. You know, you go through school and you're taught to listen and not question. Yeah. I mean, you, like you can ask questions of a teacher about the topic, but you're never encouraged, you're actively discouraged to question why or whether yeah. someone else is actually right or, you know. And even when, when you are there understanding the underlying things or, the, you know, the why of why it's there, you're certainly never, never encouraged to... Um, then challenge that. If you're told why, it's well, accept this. <laughs> accept this as facts. Don't don't consider an alternative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this comes up a lot um, in the Black Belt and Thinking Foundations course. We spend a whole week looking at assumptions, um, just to again start to learn how to question those things. And it's amazing the amount of what we have in there as smart, accomplished people in high level positions, and they can set out the cause and effect of something happens and something else happens and something else happens. Um, but then sometimes when they're asked to explain why, they kind of just draw a blank because it's just not something you normally have to think about. You kind of know in your head that if you do one thing, the next thing's an outcome. And that's just the way it is. And that's what we know. And then, yeah, if, when they get asked to explain why that's the case, essentially what are the assumptions, what's the thought process, it's a real struggle to actually put that into words. And so yeah. it's just something that needs practice. It's really interesting as well. Often um, they'll get like, you know, 80% of them, 90% of them, they can chuck them down straight away because maybe their assumptions are kind of obvious, but it's that 10 to 20% that they struggle on that's obviously where the value is because those are the not obvious ones. Those are the ones that if they're really struggling there, they've, they've never considered why it's that way. So those are almost the ones that are most open for, I guess you call it disruption. Um, to, to change yeah exactly and it may be jumping ahead a little bit but if you want to change things and you know get something new you kind of need to understand like where you are at now what's happening now and why is it the way because if you try and force change without understanding why you know why things are the way they are now it's going to be you know you just Pretty dangerous ground. <laughs> You're just working against yourself. Yeah. Um, or working with others in the organisation. If you if you've just assumed that they are doing it, doing something or not doing something for whatever reason, and you don't actually understand why they're doing something or not doing something. You can go and wreck something in a totally different part of the part of the business without by not considering what is under what is underpinning this. Why are we doing it? Yeah, exactly. We get um, we get a bit narrow focused as we do on our own things, and it can be hard to put yourself in someone else's shoes and really understand why they want what they want or why they're doing what they're doing. Um, and so, by getting good at this as a skill, you start to really understand other people's lines of thinking, and you know it's often a lot more reasonable than you first give it credit for. We sometimes yeah. like jump to conclusions about. 
um, people having, you know, bad motives or they're just doing that to be difficult or because they don't like us or whatever it may be. But the truth is they've got their own things going on, their own pressures. And our assumptions are often completely wrong. And once we go check them, get a much better understanding of what's going on. You can kind of work together a lot better. Yeah, yeah. The amount of times it's just, yeah, I, I assume it's, people assume it's maliciousness or something. Just go back to that work from home, for example. I see a lot of things where people are talking about going back into the office and when can we do that? Um, and obviously some companies are saying, well, we'll never, we'll never have to go back into the office. And there's all sorts of varying degrees of this. Um, but those who are saying, well, there'll have to be some office component or we'll have to go back in or whatever it is. Um, it seems the assumption from those who don't want to go back in is, well, I'm, I'm working from home fine. Um, and I assume I have to go back in because it's some kind of control thing or micromanagement or something like that. But and it's not to say that it's not in some businesses and with some managers. However, you know, just because you're working well as an individual doesn't necessarily mean that all those individuals are effectively aligned and maybe it's, you know, a teamwork thing and making sure you're all driving towards towards the right goal and, and more aligned on that. You are part of a larger organisation. So it's an interesting example where assuming the other person has some kind of negative intent doesn't really get you very far. It might make you feel good about yourself, but it's, it's not going to help you come to the most useful ideas, right? Or yeah, yeah, exactly. Solutions. And we're not very good at checking these assumptions when it comes to other people. We, it's a weird thing because it's very easy to ask someone why if they're, if they're requested something, you know, not in a confrontational way, just out of interest just to understand if they're asking for something. If, you know, it's easy to say, oh, why is that the case or why do you think we need to do that or whatever it may be. But instead, we tend to get a little confrontational and kind of, um, what's the word for it, like... Defensive almost. Yeah, defensive. We tend to argue. And it would have been a lot easier just to check, but we just don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of the underlying thing of all of this, isn't it? It's actually not that hard to do. We just don't. Yeah, but it seems hard because we're out of practice. Yeah, yep. I mean, of course, some things are harder to check than others, but the thing is we often just don't. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when we had the, the in-person BBITs and we were immersed in it for eight days, you'd, you'd leave the BBIT and it felt like for the next few days uh, everyone you spoke to had terrible logic because you just your brain was wired that way for like at its peak sort of thing and you'd just be questioning people's assumptions and everything they said. Uh, you're making sure not to say it out loud to be, you know, a dickhead or anything, <laughs> but, but you couldn't sort of almost help it. And it was just interesting. It highlighted how many things we just say um, and believe are the way they are. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right there. After, after you've been immersed in this enough and you, you practice it enough, you do start to see the flaws in people's logic a lot more often. And it can be a little bit hard sometimes not to uh, pull them up on it, depending on what it is, but it's also yeah. super useful. And I mean, helpful as well, because, you know, often if people have flawed logic and you can actually help them to see where maybe the conclusion they've come to isn't quite right and they can get a better outcome, it's, you know, it's a win-win. Oh, yeah, most people are pretty, pretty happy with that, as long as you yeah, go about it right way, like anything like this, right? Like, 
if you go about it the right way, you can generally be pretty helpful to people. Um, and obviously you can be uh, pretty terrible with, with anything where you can sort of identify problems in people's logic. Yeah, if you just go around telling everyone they're wrong all the time, you're not going to get very <laughs> far. Yeah. But if you use it in a constructive way, you're just going to get better outcomes all around. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so before we get too deep into talking about the topic, um, we'll just go through a little bit of an example. So I'm just going to ask you to think about something. And once you've asked the question, just maybe pause the podcast for a few seconds and just give it a little bit of thought. So take something that you do as like a routine or a compulsion that you kind of do without even thinking about it. And then just ask yourself why you do that. You know, what is it that drives you? What assumptions you're making that cause you to think you need to do that? Um, so for example, for a lot of people, they might get up in the morning and they have to have their morning coffee before they can even start the day. In your mind, it's, it's a belief that you have to have that. And that belief is supported um, by assumptions like, you know, you're assuming without that coffee, you won't have any energy, um, that you'll have a worse day. You're assuming that if you have that coffee, it's going to put you in a good like, mindset for the rest of the day to get started. You assume it's going to give you more energy um, to get into it. You assume that if you don't have it, that something bad's going to happen or, you know, you're going to feel terrible or fail. So you have all these beliefs about why you need that and what would happen if you didn't have it. So try to think of something that you do like that. Um, and just, you might surprise yourself, you know, once you start bringing all these to the surface, you may start to realize that some of those things aren't quite true or there are alternatives available um, that you just never really considered. Yeah, that's actually a, um, <laughs> a poignant example. I, I more or less had that situation a little while ago, but obviously when we were working in the office for this one, um, I just found myself at, at 10 o'clock in the morning, like wanting a, a coffee. Like I felt like I needed a coffee break then. So I go to the cafe, buy a coffee um, and didn't really challenge it for a while. And then I can't remember why. Maybe I was doing an exercise for the BBOT or something. Um, I remember talking to Luke and we, we would sort of challenged it like, oh, so they actually don't need a coffee or I just feel like a break. And I'm making this assumption, like the coffee was the excuse, like, it's perfectly legitimate to have a coffee break, whereas just having a 10-minute walk around the block break isn't, which is obviously stupid the moment I thought of it. And so immediately went, well, I might just try a walk around the block today. And that actually went just as well. I got my break and that was fine. So I didn't even need the coffee, but it wasn't until I actually stopped to think about it that I had this kind of stupid assumption that you can't just take a break to go for a walk around the block. Yeah, that's a really good example. Um... We just have these kind of ingrained, a lot of them are social beliefs like ingrained in us that, you know, if we're going to get up and leave the office, we have to have a reason to do it. Um, that it's not, you know, we assume it's not acceptable or our peers are going to, you know, look down on us or it's going to damage our relationship if we seem to be just like wandering out. But for some reason, we also assume that if we go to buy a coffee, that's a legitimate excuse. And, you know, so as long as we're giving our reasoning, which makes no sense when you actually give a second thought to it, um, that everything will be fine. Yeah. So that's a, yeah, a good, nice, simple example of just how many assumptions we do make there. 
All right, so what would obviously you've sort of um, been through all of this, but just to sort of almost wrap it up for, for those those uh, playing along at home, um, what would you recommend they go? Like, what's a, what's the sort of first step, like today or tomorrow, or they put this podcast down? If they wanted to start building a skill, what's what's the, the first step for them to go and do uh, that might get them underway? Okay, yep. So there's probably two aspects that this shows up. So there's a probably two different ways to practice. Um, the, the biggest useful one is every time you feel like you're either blocked or you're being forced into like an action, an outcome you don't really want to do, or you're not really happy with the, the conclusion you come to, just start to think, you know, why, why is it going to be this way? What's causing this? Like, what am I assuming here that gets me to that like decision or outcome? I feel I have to go do something or I have to do something in a certain way. Kind of ask yourself just why is that? It can help to scribble it down on some paper as well. Yep. And then ask yourself, okay, what if it didn't need to look that way or what if it could be different? What would that look like? And often you can actually find a better option. The the big one that comes up often with people is they say, you know, they don't have enough time or they don't have enough energy. And those are both assumptions. You say, you know, I can't do this because I'm too tired or because I don't have enough time. Yeah. And, you know, they probably come up all the time. People are busy. They've got work and family commitments and you have to skip out on things. So you say, you know, you can't go out and meet your friends because you've got something else to do. Um, yeah. Ask yourself why, what's causing that and say, okay, let's assume also that that wasn't the case. What would that look like? And you can often come up with quite a nice little solution for that just by, you know, reshuffling things around or approaching things in a different way. It's just about catching yourself out there and realizing you are just kind of jumping to this conclusion. Yep. Um, so that's where you feel blocked. Um, okay. And the other way you can do this is simply by just starting to look at just every little thing that comes up. Um, in your day-to-day life and just ask yourself like why is why is it the case why do i need to do that you know like you decide you know you need to have your morning coffee it's going to say why go to have your usual breakfast and go why do i feel like i need to have that why do i need to have breakfast at all you know that's there's a common assumption that's held by a lot of people that breakfast is the most important meal of day and you have to start the day with it you can ask yourself you know why what if i didn't what would that look like um, it's a lot of people that do that now. Um, yeah. Why do I need to start my workday out a certain way? There's just so many little decisions you make just on autopilot. And we're not, you know, to get started, we're not saying you should change any of those, but just start to think about why. And I mean, a lot of the time with these assumptions, there might be perfectly valid reason, but we're not trying to say that people just are constantly making flawed assumptions, but you know, they may be valid, but you still want to just give that some thought. Yeah. And as you say, it's a skill and you're only going to be able to do it on the important stuff if you if you practice it. And to practice it, you need to start on the unimportant stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like any skill, you've got to go out and you've got to do it again and again and again. You look at, you know, a professional golfer, it's not like they only show up on the weekend and, you know, play their round of 18 holes and that's them done until the next competition. You know, how many balls do they hit in between kind of game day? Well, the same with any sport, any skill there. Yeah. All right. Well, that's great. 
yeah, so those are some pretty practical uh, steps for people to, to go out and, and get going with. It's, uh, it's good. Thanks for that. So, yeah, unless you've got any parting, parting comments, so I think we'll thank everyone for listening. And uh, thank you for yeah, taking the time out and talking through all of this with us. And hopefully people will be out there just considering things a little more, a, a few more assumptions about their day, about why are things the way they are. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, it's always interesting to talk about. As I said, it's a big topic, but hopefully we've kind of scratched the surface a little bit and gives everyone uh, something extra to think about. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next time.